this hour by Frederick Remington Fully Cooked Ready to Eat Bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to hour number two of the broadcast. As always, we have a fantastic guest with us. He's been with us before. His name is Pastor Carl Gallups, and uh, he was with us to talk about his last book gods and thrones but he has a brand new book out it's called gods of ground zero the truth of eden's iniquity why it still matters and the mystery surrounding what's coming next pastor carl thank you so much for being with us sir oh man jim it's my honor thanks for having me i'm, I'm really looking forward to this god bless you thank you and i i kind of uh previewed this a little bit in the first hour and i said that you're a you're a, a Baptist minister, but I and this will sound terrible, but I said, but you still want to listen because this guy is really cutting edge and he's really interesting. <laughs> and I know it's a terrible thing to say, but um, a lot of people would probably be surprised, sort of how cutting edge you are, uh, being in uh, you know the denomination of being a Baptist, um, which yeah. we sort of identify as maybe being the super most conservative lane that you could be in, you know, in evangelical Christianity. Uh, but uh, you call it how you see it, right? Yes, I call it how the Bible contextually presents it, my friend. And, you know, you know, I've been the senior pastor of one church for 33 years. But prior to that, I spent 11 years in Florida law enforcement as a Florida law enforcement officer, two different sheriff's offices under three different sheriffs. Uh, in one of those offices, I did a lot of my own criminal investigations, worked directly with the uh, criminal investigations unit. So, you know, I, I look at the scriptures in much the same way. I mean, I, I collect the evidence, I put things in order, I weed out the bad, I keep the good, I build two plus two equals four. And so in all of my years of, uh, you know, seminary and master's degree work and Greek and Hebrew and 35 years of preaching and teaching and conferences and writing books, you know, I've just put those skills to use. And, and with God's help and his anointing, I've learned how to research the languages and connect the dots and the scriptures and, and research the scholars of, of ages past as well as modern scholars and, and make sense out of the word of God. So if that's considered cutting edge, I guess it is because right. so much. Gu gu guilty as charged. Yeah. Um, you know, I really believe that God is calling people Bible teachers in these last days to kind of be specialists in certain areas of the Bible. Uh, one of our guests we have on frequently is L.A. Marzullian, and he sort yeah. of has focused in on the Genesis 6, uh, the giants and so forth. And and so many times when we've had him on, um, you know, I, I went to Bible college myself for two years. Uh, and and, and I, I say, man, we, we never learned that. It's sort of something we, yeah. I think a lot of uh, Bible seminaries are, are training up a generation of generalists, and we kind of know enough to not, you know, drown in the deep end of the pool, but we don't really have a special area. And, and your area, uh, when we talk about Ground Zero, when I first got this book, I said, oh, Ground Zero, I wonder if this is... Uh, uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, New York City and what happened no. on 9-11. That's what I thought. But then when I started reading it, I was like, wait a minute. No, no, you're talking about the real Ground Zero. Uh, tell us about the title. 
Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. By the way, L.A. Marzulli and his wife are dear and precious and longtime friends of mine, and they're great folks. I'm glad you have them on a lot. Yeah, well, the title is as simple as this. First of all, the term gods, and we can do a deep study of that, but I'll just give you the quick the quick overview. Uh, I know people look at that and they think, oh, what, what, what are you talking about? Uh, the Greek pantheon of gods? You know, no, it's g, little g, plural, gods. It comes from the Hebrew word Elohim, which can be translated as God, capital E, you know, capital E, Elohim, God himself. Genesis 1, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. So it's in the singular sense, but it's also used in the plural sense, uh, spelled the very same way, but it depends upon the context. And so the Bible throughout, especially in the Old Testament, speaks of the gods, G, uh, little g with an S, plural, as angelic realm, uh, the demonic fallen realm, uh, you know, the divine beings of the angelic realm. So what this title means, ground zero, as it winds up, I go all the way back to the Garden of Eden. I bring it right through the scriptures, right through all the scholars of ages past, as well as modern day scholars, as well as the Hebrew and Greek lexicons, connecting all the dots with all the scriptures. I start at the Garden of Eden. We wind up in Israel, at Jerusalem, at, at Mount Zion. Zion, right up to Calvary's cross, from there right on into the book of Revelation, and we discover that ground zero is Israel. It is Jerusalem, and it started in the Garden of Eden. That's where ground zero first happened. It's going to culminate with the Garden of Eden being uh, uh, the, the the cherubim that were sent there, were put, post, posted there in Genesis three to guard it in the spiritual dimension and the in the dimension of God's uh, presence uh, will be unfurled. It'll be unveiled, and Genesis twenty two actually ends with, "And I saw a new heaven, new earth. I saw the." New Jerusalem, and the river of life was there, and the tree of life was there. And I mean, it's describing Eden as it's uh, unfurled, as it's unveiled in the final restitution of all things. It's an amazing concept to understand. Yeah, and and this takes us, this is a lot more than, um, I, I think if you read Genesis and you read the story of the Garden of Eden and you interpret it the way that we historically have interpreted it, it sort of is like an isolated story. It's like, okay, so that was interesting, and now we move on. But if we look at it in in this context, and we're going to break this down throughout the hour, it it weaves itself through everything. It becomes a part of every step uh, of scripture it becomes a part of of every element of bible prophecy and all of the events between uh the beginning and the end are all connected back to the garden of eden now is it important and i want to make sure i'm understanding what you're saying are you talking about the original physical location of the garden of eden because some people spend a lot of time trying to get into that is that something are you saying that that literally was jerusalem the original physical location yeah listen i'm saying what the bible says the bible is clear the scholars have written about this dozens and dozens of scholars ancient scholars jewish scholars the whole jewish understanding of where garden of eden is located is found throughout the scriptures is found in the writings modern day scholars the hebrew lexicons and i'll give you illustrations and proof of everything i'm getting ready to say but it all locates the original garden of eden Right where God told the children of Israel when he brought them out of Egypt, he said, I'm going to take you to the place where I have put my name. Where do they wind up? Jerusalem. What does he say to do on Mount Zion? Build my temple. Why? That's where I'm going to restore fellowship. When Jesus comes, where does he go? To ground zero. Where is it? Jerusalem. Where does he go? To the Temple Mount. What does he do? He spends the last week of his life there. Uh, Where does he go during the every evening? Out to Mount Zion. Uh, Excuse me, out to Mount of Olives. Where does he go when he goes to reverse the curse? He goes to a garden to pray. What's the garden? The Garden of Gethsemane. Where is it? Mount of Olives. What does he do? Satan, Adam, and Eve said, not your will, God, but ours. What does Jesus do? He kneels down in a garden right outside the Temple Mount. He says, not my will, God, but yours. What happens next? Satan shows up in the person 
of Judas. Hands him wow. over to the it's, cross. And it's, I mean, it this goes is, deeper, uh, and you're, deeper, you're, deeper. You're giving me chills here listening to this because I've never heard it explained in that way before. It's so after the, the break, when we come back, we're going to break this down and we're going to go back and we're going to ask Pastor Carl what happened in the Garden of Eden and why do most of us not have it right? We'll do that after the break. Don't miss it. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the Internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. Heart-related health problems affect millions of people each year. Maybe you're one of the many who suffer from issues related to angina pain, high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, or clogged arteries. There is a solution that doesn't involve expensive prescription drugs that only mask the problem and leave you with horrible side effects. If you are ready to live your life free of sickness, pain, and fear, live your life with increased vitality, energy, and youthfulness, and experience your body healing itself, then you're ready for heart and body extract from Healthy Hearts Club. Here is what one satisfied customer had to say about heart and body extract regarding his angina pain. I haven't had an angina pain since I've been on it. The heart body extract is just so great. I thank God that I was led to this product that's doing so much for me and that can do so much for other people. Call to order your two-month supply of heart and body extract today. Call 1-866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. listening to Jim Paris live right uh, the weird things that go on during breaks uh, in radio my phone rang and it's actually a really big name guy 
uh, who thought he was on tonight with me. <laughs> I was kind of taken aback by the phone call, but uh, my producer's talking to him now. So it was, it was kind of a, uh, uh, it was it was just awkward to say nope you're not on right now tonight but we're we're trying to book you so uh, stand by your phone so we can get a date with you so uh, that'll be great I don't want to give the name out till we till we finalize it but it was just kind of uh, a weird break there in any case we are back at this exciting new book Gods of Ground Zero Pastor Carl Gallops is with us who's a big name guy I would say myself. Uh, and, and Pastor Carl, uh, I'm I'm over at Amazon because I know everybody's going to want to get this book, and it says pre-order. So I guess it's not available yet. Is that right? Well, the official release date is August 24th, Jim. And by the way, thanks for having me on, and thanks for including me in the list of big name people. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you're, glad to step. You're I'm well entitled to that. Yeah. Well, I'll graciously step aside and let this gentleman come on if you'd like. No, no, I mean, no. Tonight's your night. Okay. Well. <laughs> If you change your mind, just let me know. But the bottom line is, yes, it's August 24th is when it's released. However, it is available for pre-order right now. And the cool thing, and I'm not trying to promote Amazon because it'll be at all the good bookstores, uh, but I'm just saying the cool thing about ordering at Amazon is that it usually you get it early. I mean, because, you know, the publishers will start stocking uh, Amazon. And so it'll be, you'll, you'll get it. If you order it now, you'll get it early. Plus you'll get it at the lowest price that it's available. So, yeah. And I also like to push. I, I like to push the uh, Christian books with a good message up because then other people see it as well. And, you know, who knows who might read a book like that? I mean, I've had it happen with books of mine where, you know, non-believer reads one of my books because it sounds interesting. And all of a sudden I'm getting uh, uh, an email. Someone uh, gave their life to the Lord, you know, reading yeah. one of my books that they just grabbed off of Amazon because it was like in the new age section or something. It popped yeah. up and they, they bought it and now they're a believer. It's like, you know what? God works in mysterious ways. Uh, you know, that's, that's fantastic. Right. So that's right, we'll, yeah. we, yeah, we help, we help out uh, Christian authors by, by pushing those books up at Amazon. So go get it at Amazon. You can pre-order it there. And then the other option would be uh, to just Google Defender Publishing, which is the direct publisher if you want to uh, look into getting it through them. So, uh, it, Pastor it, Carl, it, for, for people who didn't read your first book, is it compulsory to, that you have to read Gods and Thrones to get this book? Is this like the second Star Wars and you're not going to get it if you didn't see the first one? Right, right. Listen, that's a great question. Thank you for asking me, Jim. Absolutely not. This is the sequel to Gods and Thrones, but I make it very clear, and I'm going to direct your, your audience to the book's website because they can actually read two or three chapters right now if they want. Plus, they can see everything about this book and what it's all about, all the people that endorsed it. But on that page at the website, by the way, it's at carlgallops.com, and then just backslash grounds just run it together and you're and right it's there. Carl with a C, so yeah. everybody knows. Carl yeah. Gallops, G-A-L-L-U-P-S, carlgallops.com, and then backslash ground zero. Yes, correct. Or just carlgallops.com, and there's a banner across the front. You can't miss it. Click on it. Okay. And so they can... They can read the chapters, plus it says there, very clearly, to answer your question, that no, this book is written, it is a sequel, but it is completely standalone as well. If you never read Gods of Ground Zero, you will completely get and understand and enjoy and hopefully be blown away by Gods of Ground Zero. Well, that's so, great. My, my wife, by the way, is not allowed to go to sequels with any of our family members if she hasn't seen the prior movies because yeah. she's a question asker. So like the whole movie, she'll be, will be asking us, well, why, why is that happening? Who, no. who, yeah. who is that person? And we're like, no, 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 we're not doing that. You, you got to either watch this, watch the prequel or you can't go with us to see the next movie. So we kind of have that rule in our family, but that's good to know that this one is a standalone. So take us to the garden of Eden and tell us what in the world happened there and why most Bible teaching sort of skips over the significance of that and puts it maybe in what I might call like a childlike context, which is very metaphorical, but doesn't really get into what the how dark that what happened there really was. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Let me unpack this, Jim. And again, I'm I'm going to say some sensational sounding things, some startling things, some stunning things. But to keep from saying what I'm going to say next over and over and over and over again, let me say it once. 
I urge the folks, your listeners, to get the book because what they will discover, they'll go into the depth. I'm just going to skim the answers tonight. But the bottom line is all of the stunning things I'm going to say in the book, they are backed by dozens of reputable, renowned scholars. They agree with what I'm getting ready to say. The Hebrew lexicons, the Greek lexicons, the connecting of Scripture to Scripture to Scripture from Genesis to Revelation in context, as well as the word studies, as well as going back to the ancient Jewish thought of what these passages meant and how they came together. And so I'm going to say things that people have never heard before, and they're going to go, well, that can't be right. That's some kind of heresy. Actually, it's the Word of God in context, backed by dozens of renowned scholars. All right, having said that, let me answer your question. So I want to begin by this. So in Genesis chapter 3, of course, we're just met with the words. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. The first three words blow everybody away because you never hear of this character before. Chapter, chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent <laughs> was more crafty than any of the wild animals, etc., etc., etc. Okay, let me just say this. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut to the chase. The Garden of Eden is not a metaphor it really was and is a Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve are not metaphors. Uh, the fall is not a metaphor. The Garden of Eden is the account of why this whole world, it is our story. It's the whole reason why this world is immersed in filth and war and crime and disease and, and perversion. It's why it's all coming to an end. It's why there's going to be a restitution of all things. It's why Jesus had to go to the cross. It's why he he had to rise from the tomb. It's why he had to walk the face of the earth for 40 days. Actually, there's a very real reason why. It's why he ascended into heaven. It's why he's coming back, and it's why he's coming to Jerusalem on Mount Olives. It's, it's, all, it's all God's plan, and it all began in the garden. It's not a children's bedtime story, but the serpent is a metaphor. The trees are metaphors. Why do I say that so emphatically? Not just because dozens of scholars agree with what I'm saying, but because the scriptures say it. Other passages of scripture that fit and, perf and, and are meant to be explanations of the Garden of Eden are often totally overlooked or either taken completely out of context by most Bible readers, preachers, and teachers. What I've done in this book is I've taken the work of these scholars that have seen this stuff for hundreds of years, and but it's never made it to the pulpits, it's never made it to the teachings in the seminary, because it's not comfortable. But I've taken it, I've connected the dots from Genesis to Revelation, and I take people through the scriptures. Now, so let me just give you a couple of examples, and we, we could talk about this for hours, Jim, so I urge and you Pastor Carl, here's what I'm going to do uh, so that I don't want to interrupt your next flow because we have a, a break coming up here. And what we'll do is as soon as we get back from the break, it'll it'll be yours. We had about another nine or ten minutes in the next segment, then we have another segment after that. But where we're going with this, folks, is is the temptation in the garden and, and what really happened there. And was it a magical piece of fruit that was bitten into and that's why you know man fell is that really what happened or something more we'll have that stay tuned do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. If you like alkaline water, or know someone that does, you're going to love the Dillon Living Water Bottle. It creates alkaline water on the go, while reducing plastic waste and saving you money. Made with surgical-grade stainless steel, the Dillon Bottle increases the pH up to 9 to deliver both alkaline and antioxidant water anywhere you want it. Alkaline water is healthier, tastes better, and can even boost energy. The Dillon Bottle makes it easy and affordable to be healthy and achieve optimal hydration. Get your Dillon Bottle today at dyln.co. That's dyln.co. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. 
Foreclosure protection services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it, trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-910-7981. That's 1-800-910-7981. 1-800-910-7981. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. listening to Jim Paris Live. All right, we are back. Our guest tonight, Pastor Carl Gallops, his brand new book, it's not even out yet, Gods of Ground Zero. And Pastor Carl, I want to take a deep breath and I'm going to toss the ball to you here. What we're told is that God warned Adam and Eve not to eat fruit from this tree. And what we always see is like a picture of Eve with an apple and she bites into the apple and then that's it. We're all now cursed. And that's the story that we've all been told since children, since we were children. You take it from there. Yeah. Yeah. We've turned it into a children's bedtime story when, as a matter of fact, it's the whole story of Satan, his filth, his plan for this world, the destruction of God's creation, why we are in such a mess as we are, why Jesus had to go to the cross, and why everything is going to be restored, and why the book of Revelation ends by speaking of a recreated paradise, which is described exactly like the Garden of Eden, complete with the river of life and the tree of life being there for the healing of the nations. So uh, it is not a children's bedtime story, but it speaks metaphorically using the imagery of the serpent. The Bible says that. It speaks metaphorically using the imagery of trees. The Bible says that. Jesus says that. Jesus, and you're going to have to get the book, folks, to, to get the, the answers to this stuff, but I'm just telling you, Jesus calls Satan a tree in the garden. I've got this documented. Right, It's right there in the New Testament. You've read it a hundred times. You've just overlooked it. But it's right there. He says Satan was a tree in the garden. Uh, he calls Satan a false prophet and a tree 
in the New Testament. Um, from some of the last words Jesus spoke of, he spoke of the restored Garden of Eden. He literally spoke of it. He literally spoke of what this is all about. We miss it. You never hear it preached. You never hear it taught, but it's right there in the New Testament. Other scholars have seen it for hundreds of years, but it seems like the seminaries don't want to teach it and preach it, and people don't want to put it in Sunday school literature, so our denominations and our churches go without the crux of what life is all about, what the kingdom of heaven is to come is all about, and why Jesus went to the cross and why he's coming again. It's all there, and it all goes back to ground zero, the Garden of Eden. Now, let me just show you some examples. I can just do a couple here tonight, but these are pretty powerful. So we begin with this understanding, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals. Okay, now I got to just say, uh, Jim, do we ever again, anywhere in the scriptures, hear of a walking, talking snake? Because, see, we run into a walking, talking snake in Genesis 3. Uh, no, we don't. Does God ever mention a walking, talking snake again? No. Does Jesus mention a walking, talking snake? No. Do any of the biblical writers mention a walking, talking snake? No. Never again. Well, now that's odd. If a walking, talking snake that offered a piece of fruit to a woman is the reason why everybody is destined for hell unless they're under the blood of Jesus. It's why this earth is destined to be burnt up and why a new heaven and a new earth has to be created and a new Jerusalem, which is the paradise of God, the Bible says. The Garden of Eden of God is, is the literal Hebrew translation. Why? Does a walking, talking snake, why is it never mentioned again? Because it's a metaphor from the get-go, from the jump. Genesis 3, 1, now the serpent. It's a metaphor. Now let me prove this to you. So that's in Genesis. Let's go all the way to the book of Revelation, the final word on the Bible, and the greatest revelation we have, no pun intended. We go to chapter 12. Now, Chapter 12 is this huge panoramic of the whole reason why this war, the war of Satan standing before the woman that's going to give birth to the male child who is Jesus. The woman is Israel, perhaps Mary herself, but greater speaking, it's Israel. And Satan is there to devour the child. Um, he goes after the, uh, the children of the woman, the children of Israel. He goes after the children of Jesus who, uh, who hold to their testimony. That's Christians. Uh, so Gen Genesis, I mean, Revelation 12, but listen to what it says. It starts off by saying this great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, etc., etc. Well, that's a metaphor. The woman, you know, with 12 stars on her head, that's a metaphor. Then it goes on to say that there's a dragon standing in front of her waiting to eat her baby. Well, that's a metaphor. <laughs> the dragon's standing there. And then she gives birth to a son, and the dragon's trying to kill the son, but the son is protected. But then verse 9 says, the great dragon was hurled down, comma, that ancient serpent. Oh, so the dragon and the serpent are one and the same. So we've got, we've got two terms being used for one entity. It's both a dragon and a serpent. Well, is there any such a thing? No, it's a metaphor. The great dragon, that ancient serpent, called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray, he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. See, there's the definition. It's been right in front of us. Now, there are many more. Again, you'll have to get the book. This is just one example. It's right there in the Bible. The ancient serpent. Well, how old is, how, how ancient is the serpent? All the way back to the garden. How do we know that? Because Revelation 12 says, leads the whole world astray. Well, where did that happen? The Garden of Eden. Well, so who is the ancient serpent? It's really Satan, Re Revelation 12, 8 tells us. Oh, so the serpent is a metaphor. Absolutely. As you continue reading Revelation 12, you read this, verse 15. Then from the mouth of the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman. Well, there's no serpent that spews rivers of water to kill women. It's a metaphor. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth. Well, does the earth have a mouth? No. Did it ever swallow a river that a dragon spewed out? No. So what are we talking about? A metaphor. And so what does Revelation 12 tell us the metaphor of the dragon is? It's an ancient serpent. But more specifically, it is Satan. So let's just start in Genesis 3 and understand. It was not a walking, talking snake. 
The Bible tells us, and I've only given you one example, and there are many more like this, that the ancient serpent, the metaphor in Genesis 3, it was Satan. Let me tell you exactly who it was. Ezekiel 28, verse 12. This is what the sovereign Lord says, the scripture says. You were the seal of perfection. You were full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. I ordained you for that. You were on the holy mountain of God. That's the same thing as the divine council, the divine assembly. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Listen to this, verse 16. I drove you out as a profane thing from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O guardian cherub. And then he goes on to say, I threw you down to the earth. That's exactly what Revelation 12 says about Satan. He's been thrown to the earth. And then he goes on to say, all the nations looked at you. They were appalled. I will reduce you to ashes in the sight of all who are watching, and your horrible end will come, and you will be no more. You know what this is? God is telling us he doesn't talk about a walking, talking snake. He's talking to Satan, and he's calling him an anointed cherub, which comes from the throne of God, the cherubim that are on the Ark of the Covenant. Ezekiel says they are also called the living creatures. By the time we get to Revelation 4 and 5, John is in the throne room, and he sees. I, he said, I see four living creatures around the throne, and they're crying out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You see, this is who Satan is. He came from the throne of God. Somewhere along the line, and we can do a whole show on this, he fell. He goes right to the garden. He's in the garden. He's appointed the guardian cherub, the guardian of the garden. God creates the earth. He creates Adam and Eve. He creates the garden, and he says to Lucifer, this, this cherub, he says, you're in charge of this. I give this to you to be in charge of. Just do it correctly. Wow. Do not so prove- he didn't, so many times we think that Satan just sort of snuck into the garden no, to, no. to deceive. But you're saying he was there. He was no, put there I'm not by saying God. The Bible says it. Yeah, the right, Bible right. says it. I didn't he, say it. He was put there by God, and he had the responsibility of guarding the the Garden of Eden. I mean, that's yeah. just that's just so profound, and shocking. And then, um, because we've had you before, I know where this might be going next. But I I want to give you the next segment to dispel this idea of what Satan did there in the Garden of Eden, which okay. was not to trick. Uh, Eve into eating an apple. And and this is going to really shock some people, but we need to know the truth, and this is what happened. We'll take a break. We'll be back for our last segment. Don't miss it. Hello, everybody. This is radio talk show host Jim Paris for freesurvivalgifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love freesurvivalgifts.com. At freesurvivalgifts.com, you will find a wide array of survival gear, books, and videos that are all 100% free. That's right, just pay your own shipping. Now, I know you're asking, why is all of this survival gear free? Well, the companies offering this gear are doing so as a way to promote their brand and introduce new products. Check it out today, freesurvivalgifts.com. Pick up one or more free survival items for you and your family. That website again is freesurvivalgifts.com. Check it out, freesurvivalgifts.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. 
This is Jessica Armand, founder of My Magic Mud. Our team helped organize a successful effort to remove fluoride from our city's water supply. This is our passion. My Magic Mud Oral Care purifies and brightens your smile naturally. GCN listeners, please support my family business by purchasing our products from your local health food store. We're also available at CVS Pharmacy. Or visit us at MyMagicMud.com and take 10% off now with coupon code GCN10. Get the ultimate knife at an ultimate price. The Fox Karambit Knife. Finally available in the U.S. The Fox Karambit Knife opens with one hand. Faster than you can pull a handgun. For utility, for defense, and for way less than other knives of this caliber. Go to TheUltimateKnife.com. Truly the best knife you will ever own. And only available at TheUltimateKnife.com. Use promo code RADIO at checkout for free shipping. Get the ultimate knife at the ultimate price. At TheUltimateKnife.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hey, Dave, you in for golf this weekend? Oh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint the... Just use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area who can do the work. You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros? Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all. Find the best pros for your next project at Angie'sList.com. listening to Jim Paris live. All right, we are back. Our final segment, Pastor Carl Gallops is here, his new book. It's officially going to be released on the 24th of August. You can get your pre-order in now at Amazon or check out the publisher's website, uh, Defender Publishing. The book is called Gods of Ground Zero. And uh, for those that missed the first three segments, you might just have to go to our download page and get the download to kind of catch up where we're at. But Pastor Carl, just like we say in baseball, now it's time for the payoff pitch because a lot of people, I think, want to know that pinnacle moment where we all remember the story that the serpent, and I think we all may have understood the certain serpent to be Satan. Maybe some did not. Uh, but we then see the picture of Satan picking the apple off of the tree that they were not supposed to eat from and hands it to Eve and Eve eats this apple, which many times is visually represented at, you know, uh, as an apple, a piece of fruit, a magical fruit that now she has some knowledge of good and evil. And that was the sin, but that's not really what happened. So take us there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just deal with some misnomers here. First of all, one of the tragic mistakes we make with the garden account is number one, forgetting that it is the story of everything. It's the whole reason the rest of the Bible exists. Uh, secondly, uh, we we forget that there are metaphors involved in the whole thing, and we'll prove that from other scriptures. Um, thirdly, the Bible also tells us, a lot of times we think, okay, Eve sinned, and then Adam was somewhere off in the corner of the garden, and Eve went and got him and finally convinced him. And against his will, he kind of succumbed and gave it. No, that's not what the Bible says. Genesis 3 says, and she did eat of the fruit, and Adam was with her. I mean, it just says that. Adam was right there with her when it all happened. So they were both there together. 
Eve was the one doing the conversing. Eve was the one, apparently, uh, that Satan was messing with her mind. Adam was there like an idiot, (laughs) scratching his head. But the Bible says Adam was with her. So that's another misnomer. The other one is, the, the big mistake we do is we take Genesis 3, we read that account, and then we go on with the rest of the Bible, and we forget about that as a little children's bedtime story. Okay, I've read that. I get that. Okay, a snake, an apple, a tree. Okay, boom. And then we don't ever interpret it in light of all the rest of the scriptures. So one of the things, and again, I'm doing the quick version here, Jim, but one of the things I do is I ask the question, is there ever any place else in the scripture where we deal with a tree in a garden eating a fruit and, and as a metaphor? Well, yeah, there's several places that speak of this. Let me just take you to the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 3. Now, this conversation is is about a married man and woman, all right? They are lovers, but they are married. It's more than likely husband and wife is what most translations understand, this whole context. But listen, the exact metaphor of the Garden of Eden is used. And this is probably where we get the idea of an apple because it talks about an apple tree in Song of Solomon. However, the book of Genesis doesn't say. It just says a piece of fruit. It doesn't say anything about an apple. But listen, and this is where the apple comes from. So if if they're getting the apple image from Song of Solomon, then you have to take the whole rest of the image, and it's a metaphor. Listen to this conversation or listen to this uh, narrative about a man and a woman. Like an apple tree among the trees of the garden is my loved one among the young men. I delight to sit in his shade and eat his fruit. It is sweet to my taste. Well, that's an exact description of the garden. Now, what's in Song of Solomon is not perverted. It's godly love between a man and a woman that belong to each other. But the, but the point I'm making is... The exact metaphor is used. The tree represents the man and the woman. The, the fruit represents an intimate relationship. Not, it doesn't always have to be sexual, although sexuality is a part of intimacy. But intimacy can also involve just getting to know someone, talking to someone, finding out what they know, uh, being a part of them spiritually. You know, my wife and I have been married for 40-something years now, and we finish each other's sentences. We know what each other's thinking. Uh, we read each other's minds, you know, and we're always saying, wow, we've been married too long. Well, that's intimacy, see? Yes. Physical, uh, 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 psychological, emotional, that's what this means. Eating of the fruit, that's what this is. That's what all of Song of Solomon is about. You got a man who's represented as a tree in a garden, and his woman, his wife, is delighting to, quote, eat his fruit. It's sweet to her taste. I mean, then you there, there are other examples. I'm giving the quick addition. My book goes into more examples just like this. So, so if, if, if I'm going to interrupt you because of time, but if if what we're we're saying here is that I mean we'll come out and we'll just say it that that Eve had intimate relations, sexual relations with Satan. Is that what we're All saying? Right, let- no, I don't say that because the Bible doesn't say that. I only say what the Bible says, but it seems like that's a good possibility. But let me give you another example from Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Peter, who sat at the foot of Jesus for three years, who's the pastor of the first church, who preaches the first sermon, who's the senior pastor. Here's what he says, verse 4. He says, through these, God has given us his very great and precious promise so that through them you might participate in the divine nature. Now, the context is, when everything's restored, we'll be like Adam and Eve. Our divine nature will be restored. We will not die. All things will be made new. He says, having escaped the corruption that is in this world, well, corruption means something has died, the filth, the degradation, the collapse, the corruption. Where did that start? The Garden of Eden. But watch what he says. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world, that came here through lust. That's what mm. it says. Peter 
tells us what happened. And that word lust is often translated as evil desires in some translations, but the vast majority of translations use the word lust. Why? Because the Greek word is epithumia. And by the way, evil desires, evil desires, okay? And every time epithumia is used in the New Testament, it's used to speak of sexual lust, sexual desires. The commentators have seen this. The scholars have written about it. The ancient Jewish scholars wrote about it. The modern-day language experts affirm it. It's right there in the scriptures. I've only given two examples. The scriptures are filled with examples, just well, like this I'm starts giving... to fill in a lot of blanks for things yes. like yes. generational curses, like yes. like sins of the father following to the son. Uh, you know, if if we go there, and and I I I I, I, I sense that you're slightly hesitant to actually to actually make that final point. That I'll, yes, I, if, I'll tell you exactly where I go. Are you are you there? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I know we're running out of time. No, no, I mean, no. Go ahead. I'm not slightly hesitant to say anything. It's just this is such a deep subject. I've it written is. a 300-page book to unpack it, and now I'm trying to spill it all out there in 10 minutes. Yeah. But the, you can't do that. People will call me a heretic when they haven't heard me out. But the bottom line is, I'm t- I'm saying only what the scripture says. It's not a piece of fruit. It's not a children's bedtime story. Something profane. Something horrible. Something yes. nasty. Something devastated happening. That's the reason for the flood, Genesis 3 and Genesis 6, God pressed the reset button and killed everything. In Ezekiel 28, he tells Satan, for you doing this, I am going to kill you. In Genesis 3.15, he tells Satan, from the womb of the woman is coming a seed that will crush your head. In other words, I will kill you for what you did. I promise you, he didn't kill, so he's not going to kill Satan because Satan gave a woman a piece of fruit. I promise you, it's filthy. And it's this nasty. fills in so many, so many blanks. And and uh, what what is fascinating to me then is how we we follow this this line of thinking all the way to the cross, like you said. We follow yes. this lining line of thinking to the return of Christ, and yes. and 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 all of this all ties together. I mean, it, I'm I'm not saying this for effect. I'm literally getting chills because, and I've studied the Bible my whole life and I've never understood it in this way. And it's just well, profound. Well, it is profound, but it's not that I'm profound. I know you didn't say that, but I'm making this clear. The Bible profoundly and clearly tells us what happened. The problem is uh, because of our Victorian Western style of Christianity that came out of the Victorian era, era, we we don't it's we don't want to deal with this. We even though sexual perversion is a plague and a scourge upon our churches, our families, our homes, our marriage on this world. Children are being kidnapped, women are being kidnapped, rape and filth, robots are being invented to to have rape robots, sex robots. Everything is about perversion. And Peter tells us it began in the garden. God tells us in Ezekiel 28, it began in the garden. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, it began in the garden. Over and over and over the scriptures tell us. And as we run out of time, Pastor Carl, I mean, we're in an, we're living in a time where they're wanting to introduce sexual perversion now to kids in like kindergarten. You know, of hey, course. you can choose to be a boy or a girl and you can all this just nonsense. The book is Gods of Ground Zero. We just barely scratched the surface. Get the book, Gods of Ground Zero. Thank if you, it's Jim. Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. Well, I reached the point about three years ago that I decided enough was enough, and I went to war with my personal stack of monthly bills. I canceled cable TV and legally connected my television to the internet, and now I get hundreds of free TV channels, and I don't pay for cable TV. I found a little-known way of getting free home phone service for life, and I discovered a totally legal way to opt out of Obamacare and cut my health insurance bill by more than 60% per year. If you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com. That's christianmoneyplus.com. If you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills, check out my website, christianmoneyplus.com.
Broadcasting to over a thousand radio stations, GCN programming is in all of the largest markets. A GCN advertising career could be the business opportunity you've been waiting for. Companies need hardworking representatives just like you to handle their needs, while you earn residual income which can last for years. Companies are buying and they need you. Email advertise at GCNlive.com or call 877-996-4327. That's 877-996-4327. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve savory and delicious wholesale price for your everyday use order today at readytoeatbacon.com readytoeatbacon.com